this morning I want to talk to you about wisdom nuggets for our kingdom mother. Somebody say wisdom nuggets. And I call them gem nuggets, but they're wisdom nuggets for a kingdom mother. Now, if you're a godmother, an auntie, or a wannabe, you know, mother, it's still good information to receive. If you're a father, it's still good information to have. If you're not a father and you're thinking about being married one day, you will want to have this information so that when you pick your bride, you'll know what qualities that she needs to have if you want to have a family one day. Praise God. So uh, I talk a little fast, so I'm going to try to slow down a little bit today so that you can keep up with me. But if not, then you can always go back and guess what? Watch the replay, right? Take your time. Slow it down. So we're going to start off the first um, letter M for mothers, and uh, they're going to put it on the screen as I go along so that we can read it together. So M, this is wisdom nuggets. Somebody said wisdom nuggets. Uh, kingdom wisdom nuggets for mothers, okay? These are some things I have learned and some things I'm still learning. So number one, let's read it together. Make training them in the ways of God your top priority while shaping their paradigm, okay? So what, what do you mean by this? Let's make training them. Notice I said make training them in the ways of God. Who are them? Your children or whoever God have assigned to you. Now, let me say this to us as mothers. When we have children, that's a kingdom assignment. Somebody say a kingdom assignment. If you're a child of God, if you say you love the Lord, you've committed your life to God, then this is an assignment from God. I'll never forget when our children were small, God began to uh, minister to me about the importance of that assignment. And, and I'm, I'm being totally transparent. Y'all know I have no shame in my game. Jesus took my guilt, my shame, and my blame. But I remember when my kids were small and I didn't have a total understanding of my role as, a, as their mother, the enemy made me feel like it was a death sentence. He made me feel like, oh, you know, that my life had come to an end. But how many of you know my life was just beginning? I, I, yeah, yeah. Being a mother, I'm telling you, has been one of my greatest gifts from God. You know, next to my husband and next to... Of course, God, first, my children have been my greatest asset, my greatest blessing, my greatest gift from God. And I never take it for granted that God have assigned me to be their mother. Now, and I will say this. So when we decide to have consensual sex, somebody say consensual sex. Okay, because there are situations where people, you know, molestation, there are situations where people have been raped that they didn't have a choice about becoming a parent. Okay, but I'm talking about when we decide to have consensual sex, there is a possibility. I don't care how many condoms you use. I'm just going to keep it real. Okay, that you can have a child. So if you decide, listen to me. I'm talking to the women today, right? It's, it's Mother's Day. To have consensual sex, then I am saying that I am going to take this seriously. This is what I am saying. Whether I say it verbally or not, this is an agreement that I'm making that if, you know, John John come out, if I decide to have John John, well, I don't think abortion, we're not arguing about that this morning. I'm talking about a kingdom mother. If you decide to have consensual sex, then you are saying, Father, I choose to raise this child according to your ways and your word. And notice I said, make training them in the what? Ways of God. The ways of God, right? And, and, and God began to reiterate this to me as I was studying the ways of God, not religion. Religion have messed up a lot of relationships between mothers and daughters and you know, fathers and mothers. 
Religion will teach you, you know, that if they're not perfect, you throw them out. That's not, that's not Bible. That's not what God did for you and for me. So train them up in the ways of God, knowing the way God operates. God don't throw you out because you've been a bad child. If that's the case, a lot of us wouldn't have made it. Somebody say, thank you for grace. Okay. So it says, training them in the ways of God. Okay. Making this your, notice I said your top priority. So when we become a mother, our top priority should be that I need to raise you in the ways of God. And, and the scripture talks about training. And, and let me say this. I want to reiterate this. I want to hit this really hard. God began to show me something about training. And he gave me this illustration. I was like, wow, that's so good. Why do you potty train your child? What, what's the reason why people, normal people, I guess, you, usually potty train a kid, uh, a baby? Usually they only wait you get to be a kid. They, they potty train you as soon as you're old enough to walk around pretty much, right? Why? Because they don't want you to grow up to be an adult and you're still using the bathroom on yourself. Same way with the things of God. If I don't train you how to be a functional adult, you walking around here making a mess out of your life and somebody else's life, and then people are upset and angry, but you didn't potty train me. Okay, let me go over here. And I, I got another nugget that, that's not on here, but I'm hearing this loud. Don't wait until your child becomes grown and then try to, try to raise them. That's, too, it, that's, not, that's not the time. That's what happens in a lot of relationships because if you don't train them from the foundation, then they, you, they get 25. That's when resentment comes in. That's when, okay. I know, I know it's good. But he said, this is what it gave me. Make training them in the ways of God your top priority. Now, let me stop right here and say this. Even when I uh, became a mother, I had been a career woman, started this church from scratch, okay? From, 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 I'm talking about from the foundation, it was me and Jesus. But when I became a mother, I made training our children my top priority. It wasn't, I need to go back to school and get my master's degree. I need to do da 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 No, 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 no. And I'm not saying you can't do that, but the training should be, Top priority. Let me go over here. Because sometimes there are mothers who's confused and then the kids grow up confused because now you're trying to do 20,000 things, trying to get your groove back, and maybe you should have got your groove back before you decided to have little John John. And I'm not saying you can't have a life. I teach balance, okay? But that should be your top priority. Not, not I heard you. I got a calling. I'm going around the world to teach the gospel. Your first calling. Raise John John and Nene. That's your first calling. I have no respect. This is me personally. For somebody who's saying that they are, you know, the world top evangelist and your children going to hell in a handbasket. Just, you know, to me, you know, if we're going to save the world, I'm going to start with these three right here first. Well, that ain't the Bible. Well, the Bible even talks about the bishop, you know, ruling his house well. So if the bishop needs to rule his house well, I would submit his wife needs to be a part of that, right? Okay, so there's a lot of times kids grow up, even in our churches, with resentment because of religion, and, and they feel like mom and daddy saved the world. And, and, but what about me? What about me? What about me, mommy? And one thing our kids could never say and tell the truth, if they said this, 
is that I ever put the church ahead of them or my calling. Never did it. Never even thought about it. You know, there were many days that, you know, my husband would go out and do ministry things, but because they were so small, they, I never drug them out to church, you know, <laughs> 10 o'clock at night knowing that we got to do class the next day. Okay, I don't know who needs to hear this. <laughs> I never treated anybody else in ministry or in my life better than I treated them three. Because I wanted my ministry to them to be an example. That, that they can't say, mommy treats everybody else good. She at church and praise the Lord, but we're at home. Get out of my face. And one thing my kids can also tell you is that I have never been the type of parent that got, I never got tired of my kids. I purpose in my heart because I prayed and I believed God for them to show gratitude. God, I've asked you for these three. They didn't ask to come here and I don't put my, you know, uh, frustrations out on them. I begin to become intentional about growing and we're going to talk about that too. So that whatever fractured injuries I had in my past, I wouldn't put it on them. And a lot of adults have grown up to be fractured. They've grown up to be just, I mean, oh, just having a hard time with life because they wasn't trained. They didn't have parents. They didn't have a mother. I'm talking to mothers today, right? That was whole, that knew how to give them something that she, you know, should have, but she just couldn't, you can't give what you don't have. And so he began to talk, about, talk to me about make, training them in the ways of God. Your, notice I said your top priority. Now, I know there are cases where grandparents have to raise kids, so this is not a throw off. But if you have that child, the best, God's best is for the mother and the father, but this Mother's Day, right? But for that mother to make training them her top priority. Let me go over here to this side of the room. I tell our children, they're still young, but our oldest daughter will be 21 real soon. If you decide to have consensual sex, I pray you keep your stuff. But if you decide to have it, I pray that you know that this will be your responsibility. And I'm not going to take that privilege away from you. <laughs> I'm not. Nobody took mine away from me, God. Thank God for all the grandmamas that raised babies. But Tracy Reese is just that. I, I don't see that being my calling, you know. I, I, I knew my assignment with you. And I'm teaching your, you your assignment because I'm going to pass the baton and I'm going to keep it that way if you decide to bump your head. Now, I'm not saying you can't help your child because somebody's, you know, we're online. I don't want anybody to take me the wrong way. If you're working two, two jobs or a job and, and mommy needs to help you out, grandma help out, that's okay. Nothing's wrong with that. But I'm not going to take your responsibility from you because you made that decision. And I made my decision. <laughs> Okay, I don't know who needs to hear this, but make it the mother. It should be your top priority while shaping their paradigm. So if you're not, you know, accustomed to my uh, teachings, I am a therapist as well. And I've always taught you guys here at Shekinah, and if you're online, I'm going to explain what a paradigm is. A paradigm is a multitude of habits that's been fixed and established in our subconscious mind in our early years of life, around the ages of some, say, seven and eight years old. Your core beliefs about yourself and the world around you, they are developed around the ages of seven and eight years of life. So what does that mean? That foundation, if it's not late. If I've been raised in a house where, where people are, you know, treating me like it's my fault that I came into the world, 
then I'm going to grow up with that on the inside of me. A lot of adults have low self-esteem. A lot of adults have anger issues. A lot of adults have so, so many things that they don't understand because of the paradigm that they had no choice about. Who had a choice about what environment they were born in? None of us. That's how serious this is. But when I become a child of God and I want to be a, become a kingdom mother, then I got to understand that, you know what, I got to do better. I got to learn what God is saying. How can I train you in the things of God? Go to the first scripture. Do you have it, Tamara? Okay, Proverbs 22 and 6. And let's read it together. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. That word old, uh, when you look it up in the translation, it, it translates into mature. So when you are mature enough to make a decision. See, I used to think when they used to read that verse that it meant that, you know, you, you, when you get 90, you're going to come back to Jesus. You know, you're going to party and do everything else. But if you, was gonna, if you went to church when you was 12, when you become 90, you're going to come back to Jesus. No, it's saying when they're mature enough to make a decision, for an example, because we laid a foundation with our kids. And I always go back to our oldest daughter. She's the first one to leave home. I don't worry about her decisions because I feel like a foundation has been laid. Not that you're going to be perfect. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm saying. But, Bri, I'm saying a foundation has been laid that if you've got to choose between the joint and Jesus, I feel like you have enough foundation that even though the joint seems tempting, the grace of God who loves you so much will keep you from doing like the rest of the crowd. Okay, y'all looking at me in this tone of voice. Look at it in the Passion Translation, Tamara. Let's look at it in Passion Translation. I know, it's, I know it is. Flat, thank you. Got one amen. Matter of fact, my son was one of the first ones that texted me this morning. Said he appreciated me. Made me a little day. I got my, all, my, all these, my, my natural children, and then the next one was Cardell. I said, go ahead on, son. You didn't forget about me. So I got all three of my children and my bonus. And some of y'all said, I did too. And then there was some more, y'all. Praise the Lord. So it says what? Let's read it. Let's read it. Dedicate your children to God and point them in the way they should go. And the values they've learned from you will be with them for life. Oh, I, let me read that again for the people in the back. Dedicate your children to God. That sounds like teaching them his ways, right? Right? It says, and then do what? And point them in the way they should go. See, back to the training, to the potty training. If I don't explain to you the way that you should go, and our kids will tell you this, I do this quite often. Quite often. I've been doing it throughout their life, you know. For an example, they love to tease me because they say, well, Ma, well, I ain't going to call Christina a name, but she the main one that's, yeah, I thought I had to go to college. I was like, no, I didn't say you had to go, but the reason why I instilled that in you, because, see, I'm pointing you in a direction that you're going to have some goals in life. That if you don't have a goal, and this is what I have learned, being a kingdom mother, people who don't have goals, it's easy for them to get off the target. And you're not going to lay up in here at 40 trying to figure out your life. Let me go over here. Just not going to do that. What verse in scriptures, Tracy chapter 1, along with L.J. Stallworth chapter 2, verse 55. Where does it say to brush your teeth? Matter of fact, I got, I got a scripture. Write the vision to make it clear that they may run. Maybe that's why they're sitting down. They don't have a vision. 
It don't take you to 30, 40 to figure out your life. If you came up in this ministry, I, I can teach you how to understand purpose, but that's a whole nother story. That's another, but that's something that you would learn, and then that's what you're going to train your child how to be focused. And I teach them all the time. I tell them, you're going to be focused on what you're going to do. I had someone laughing the other day. See, we came out of a family that, 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 was, that believed in commitment to what you're doing. If you join the Girl Scouts, I don't care how you don't like selling cookies, you're going to sell these cookies until y'all get through with this. You're gonna, you, oh, you're going you're to you're love selling cookies after about the third or fourth week of selling cookies because you're, you're not quitting. And see, a lot of times as adults, we haven't been trained. That's why it's hard for a lot of people to, to stay committed to God and to the purpose for their life. It is not that God didn't mean for you to have the business, but your commitment wasn't there for the business. You didn't have it in you. Nobody trained you how to stick with anything. The Lord was talking to me about being a spiritual parent. The reason why a lot of times people couldn't handle me personally, because I'm going to train you how to be disciplined. If you let me. If you let me train you, if you want to learn a, life, a new lifestyle and change the old ways of being, it takes 30 days to create discipline, 60 days to create a habit, at least a habit, and 90 days for a lifestyle change. And I could teach you how to do any of that if you let me. Okay, that's a nugget. And it says, dedicate your children to God and point them in the way they should go. And notice it says for you to point them, right? Not for them to try to figure it out. But if you don't know where you're going, okay, in the way they should go, because they watch us. Some things are taught and some things are caught. Christina cracked the joke on me this morning. I have to talk about her a little bit more because she loves to try to. I, I, I got anxiety at school. I be thinking, Tracy going to pop out the bushes and see if I got on the right clothes when I go to class. I see, but the thing about it, though, look at where it has gotten you. Because I've trained you, when you walk out in front of people, put on your clothes, look like somebody. Because if you don't look like somebody, they're going to treat you like the nobody that you look like. Okay, let me go over here. We're part of the kingdom. I don't care what they look like. God bless them, but you have been trained. That you put your clothes on, you go into class, and you, 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 you say you're going to be a professional, look like one. Well, that mean I got to wear a suit. Uh, well, see, see you. Uh, that means clean yourself up. That means look presentable. That means that now you go into a job interview, you look like you came off the railroad track, and you wonder why they didn't hire you, says because you're black. No, because you, you didn't look like anybody. And nobody ever taught you that. So a lot of times people come in ministries like this, and it's hard for them, Bree, because nobody ever told you to brush your teeth. You think that that's something normal for a lot of people? A lot of people don't know. When you get up in the morning, she's talking about, I got a checklist for Tracy Wicks' checklist. Brush your teeth, comb your hair, make sure your clothes on. Well, keep it, keep it in your head. It'll take you a long way. Put Jesus first and keep that checklist. <laughs> You'll go a long way. And it says, look, and point them in the way they should go. And the values I heard, you think you're perfect? No, I'm being perfected because of Holy Spirit. And I'm trying to help you. That's why Holy Spirit gave me this message. Praise the Lord. Okay. See, that's, that's another thing. When we've been fractured, we hear things broken. When someone's trying to help and you've been fractured, your mind has been so altered to, to the negative that, that when somebody's trying to pull you up, you, you look at it as a pull down. 
Thank God for mentors and people that he can place into your life. Things that you might not know, but God loved you so much he had you to tune in today. Is God not awesome? But it says, and point them in the way they should go. And the values, I love that word, the values they've learned from who? You. Have they learned any? It says, will be with them what? For life. And the reason why I know this is true, my dad has passed away. He's been gone um, 21 years this year. And I can still hear him in my head. Any, any, any adults know what I'm talking about? Some of the training you've received, you know, like I tell her about dressing. I tell our kids about dressing. Got that from my dad. He say, walk in a room and hold your head up. Put your clothes on. He's, this is his philosophy. People treat you how you look. Pass it on alone. Because it's true. He used to have this little saying. He said, I never pay for no beer. None. I go in a club. I have my clothes on. Everybody want to buy you a beer. Go in there with some work clothes on. You got to pay for everybody else's stuff. They won't. See, I didn't grow up in a faith household. Praise the Lord. Jack Daniel was my uncle. B.B. King, my cousin. Somebody get that later. But it says, and the values they've learned from you will be with them for how long? Next scripture, tell me. Man, God is good. Now, for that parent who thinks that they're their child's best friend and don't want to train them, because your pookie pookie too good to get any discipline, let's see what the Bible says. It says, the rod and rebuke gives wisdom. Now, let me teach balance. I am personally the type of parent, I'm going to talk about me, I don't believe in beating my children like Hebrew slaves. I believe that that was something that was passed along. This is me now, okay? And, and slaves beat them, so them feel like if I beat the, as they used to say, the fire to you, whatever that meant, that that means that, you know, that, that, that I care about you. No, because if you beat me down like a Hebrew slave, does that mean you showing me love? I know this is hard for some because we've been trained certain ways. I'm talking about a kingdom mother, okay? But it says, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. So you're wondering why your child out here and the police got to beat them down. They haven't been trained uh, to respect authority. Every child being beat down is not their fault. That's not what I'm seeing, how the mind go. But I'm training you how to be a polite gentleman. Now, one thing our kid's going to do, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir, thank you. And uh, we've had people to tell us this. That's slavery talk. Oh, okay. To show someone respect nowadays is slavery mentality. Really? It's gotten to the point where people have no respect for authority. There used to be a time where people would, you know, children, just when a parent would be in the room, certain things they wouldn't say or do. But it has gotten to where, you know, even with social media, if I know my daddy on him, my breast ain't hanging out. I just, I ain't going to let my daddy and my pastor both looking at my nipples. I just, mm-mm, that just ain't going to work. That ain't going to work for me. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I couldn't do that. What's wrong with it? It's mine. I can show it, with, show it to whoever you want to show it to, but I'm just trying to show you how respect, when you don't have it, it bleeds into other areas, and it could come back to bite you. It could harm you. And see, what, what a lot of people don't know is that when you go for these jobs and things like that, I'm talking to you as a mother, they're not going to tell you, but they've been looking at your butt and breast the last two weeks, and, and that's not why you were overqualified for the position, but because of the representation they didn't want. That's why you didn't get the position. 
trying to help somebody. I'm mothering, right? I don't like, you know, rebukes and stuff like that. But God talks about how the older women, the Bible talks, supposed to admonish you and encourage you and teach you some things you might not know. And see, I was thinking if us mothers would get our ish together, as the kids would say, whatever that meant, we wouldn't have to worry about some of the stuff going on. I mean, we could stop this. And even with the younger generation, maybe you guys don't have some of the revelation we have, but just let us help you a little bit, baby. But see, a mama trying to do like the daughter. Both of them in competition to see who can dress the most. Well, anyway, let me go over here. Who can get the most men likes on, on social media? How, how am I going to? Anyway, it says, but a child left himself brings what? Okay, so that was M, right? Let's go to the next one, O. Man, I don't know about you guys, but somebody's going to get blessed today. Y'all don't act dead now. Let's, let's have some life. Come to life. Say it's going to be all right. And the good thing about God, God allows you turns. So this should not be a condemnation message if you're not there, but this would be a, a conviction of, you know what, God, I, 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 can, I can get my stuff together. I can trust the helper. Somebody said, trust the helper. See, a kingdom mother, we trust the helper, Holy Spirit. I didn't know how to raise kids, not, not the way I'm doing it now. I, I saw some things that were good, but some things I did not pick up that was, you know, that, that I should have had that was kingdom, but I've learned and still learning. Okay? Oh, let's read this. Only speak the word over them and their future. Wow. And I've seen this. So if this has hit you, this is because God loves you. Those whom God loves, he corrects. He's chastens, okay? That don't mean beat you down with the rod. Pastor Rick's taught us that, right? But he corrects us. That's how much God loves you. What do you mean by only speak the word over them and their future? You know, like when you get mad, you little bee. Are you talking to, yeah, people do this. I've, 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 I've heard people do this. You can go in a supermarket and see some mothers get mad and cuss the little boy at your daddy. Wasn't no, I mean, he just, all he did was pull some off the shelf because he hasn't been trained how to be disciplined. And you got to act like that. I mean, you talking to this child like, 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 like somebody that you don't even know. I could never talk to our kids like that. I've always treated them like little people. Because if mama is treating you like this, you think it's acceptable when you get a boyfriend or a girlfriend and they start talking to you crazy. You think, well, that's what people do that love you, right? And then you mad and want to go kill the husband because he's talking to her crazy because she's putting up with crap that she got from you. Paradigm. Some things are taught. Some things are caught. The paradigm, remember, is being shaped. Seven or eight years of life. So only speak God's word over your children and their future. What do you mean? I began to speak over our kids' future when they were babies, when they were in my womb. Well, if you don't know the word, how are you going to speak it? Next, next verse. I'll give you a Bible verse to go along with this. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. So because I love the word, I'm going to speak the word, and my kids will produce fruits off of what I have spoken <laughs> before they were born. Speaking the word over them. Well, I didn't know the word. We'll start now. What are you speaking over your children? <laughs> All three of them, I've already spoken over their future. God said you would give them a future and an expected end. 
They are predestined for greatness. No matter what it looks like, this is what we are speaking over them. Their father and I, but it's Mother's Day, so I'm talking about me, right? Pastor, talk about his position. Pastor, excellent. I'm talking about me today. It's Mother's Day. Okay, praise God. But I speak it over them. So when things look contrary, I'm not moved because I know what I'm speaking. And the Bible say, I'll have whatever I say. And not just what I say today. Every day I get up and speak over them. I was thinking about, you know, uh, our kids and even when COVID came, in, came into existence, they, um, you know, have to go out and do certain things. And, of course, by Christina being our oldest, she lived on campus. And I really didn't want her to go back to the campus. But with her major, she couldn't do it, you know, online, most of the courses. And so... You know, we just got an agreement with God, kept speaking the word. And do you know for these last two and a half years, she didn't even have a cold? Well, really, almost three years with COVID. I'm not saying that, well, you saying because I got COVID, I want, that's not what I'm saying. I spoke the word personally every day. Psalms 91, I do it just like you brush your teeth every morning. I speak 91st Psalms over them and you guys. But you got to get an agreement with it. Not even a cold. And I know they're they not wearing no mask. I, I got good enough sense to know in my best language that 20, 19, 18-year-old children, 18, 19, 20-year-old children who think they're adults are not walking around with no mask on all day. And I know they're not in no dorm, in any dorm, excuse me, wearing masks. Thank God for the mask when they do wear them. But it was the hands of God because of the, the confessions that's been made. Even with them getting ready, to, you know, for college, Rex Jr., he's getting ready for college. I already spoke over you. I already spoke over your life. So I'm not worried about anything deviating from that plan. Because the Bible say, I'll have whatever I say. Somebody say, I'm going to start saying what God said about my children. Stop being fearful. Oh, I don't want John John to get killed by the police. See, that don't cross my mind. Because he can't touch mine. <laughs> you can't touch this. How can you say, you mean that? Yes, I mean that. I mean that. A thousand, how can you say that? The Bible say a thousand may fall on this side. Ten thousand over here. But it can't hurt or harm me and mine. I don't believe that. And that's why you're getting what you, you're getting. Because it don't work for those who don't believe. So I would start lining my mouth up to death if it was me. I wouldn't be confessing that my children, you know, because of my situation, they're not going to prosper. They're not going to be, you know, uh, great, as we would say. They were born great. Everybody come in this earth realm, God have a purpose and a plan for your life. So only speak the word over them and their future. Only. The Bible say God called those things that be not as though they were. Now, that's an old covenant. But let me give you a nugget. Because of what Jesus has done, it's a guarantee. So let me reword that. We call those things that be not just yet into manifestation as though they were. So your son might not be where he is going just yet, but I'm going to keep speaking it until we see it. And we're not going to settle for anything. When my son just got in trouble with the police, we're going to keep speaking over his life, 
Well, you don't know my daughter's out there and throwing it back for the Kit Kat. Well, we're going to keep speaking it. You are a mighty woman of God. I can show you how to train her to where she won't put up with that foolery. I tell our girls and son, you're a queen. And anything that you see are valuable is behind a case. Let me go over here. You can't even touch it. See, when when I train you with some values, well, you putting me down. No, I'm not. I'm just showing you Bible. Maybe nobody ever told you this. But when I train you to value yourself, girl and boys, then you won't be so easy that when he tell you you're cute, you you don't need that. My kids tease me. Back to Christine again. You mean to tell me children, mama don't gas them up? I didn't know people had parents that did. My mama think I'm the whole snack. I do. So when, when Bozo come and tell you to snack, it, it go right up, roll off your back. Because I done told you, you the whole snack. I got so many selfies of my, my baby on my phone, it's unreal. And every time I'm like, you the whole thing. You the whole thing. Yes, you fire all the fire emojis. I, I mean, till my hands get tired, all the fire. Because <laughs> I want you to know why you out there. See, that's the trick of the enemy. Because the first person tell you you cute. <laughs> first little girl say you fine. No, Rex Jr., you, you the finest man I know other than your daddy. You inherited fineness. See, we laugh about this, but see, if you didn't grow up with that and there's a void there, the enemy know how to feel it. Try to feel it. Let me put it this way. This is training. The way my son, he, he always greets me like this. He always, he picked it up. He's like, hi, beautiful black queen mother. So we were at the chiropractor the other day and the lady said, what about the black queen sisters? I said, he got them covered too. He makes sure. But here's his thing now. Good morning, black queen mother. Good morning, black king son. Praise God, which he is king junior. But anyway, but anyway, let's go to the tea tamer. We they like we ready to go. We didn't got beat up. Nobody's beating you up. Somebody said this is a build up message, right? Who ready to be built up? Man, we done been beat down. But who who I mean nobody trying. We crossing over. One family at a time, we taking over. See, you can sing like that when you're in the kingdom, right? Kingdom mothers. T, teach them by being an example. I kind of hit on this earlier, but let me say this. Teach them by being an example. I don't just tell our kids things and I don't do it. I'm not telling them, serve God and I'm asleep on Sunday mornings. Put God first, and I know they can't say it because you will slap them. They know that. But they're thinking, when you put him first? They thinking it. Now, they might not tell you. Now, some will tell you nowadays. They don't. Mom, you can't tell me. Uh, uh, but, you know, they don't, we don't play that at my house. But I'm saying they thinking it. So we have to teach them by an example. If you say put God first, do you do that? Or every chance you get, you're doing everything else but kingdom. We teach them how to be givers. They, sh- they, they watch us give. We're showing them that when you receive your increase, the first thing you do, you honor God. They give. They give. They, as a matter of fact, I have to stop them. Some, I'm like, look, everybody's not worthy of give, you giving something. You, you pray. I tell Christina this all the time. She got all these friends. I said, I know they love being your friend. She loves some birthdays, Brie. Why well, I keep talking to you? She love them. And she goes, I said, listen, 
So I go down there one weekend to visit her to take, take her something. She got to stop by the store. I said, what you need to get, boo? She want to go and party. Said, I'm not buying your friends no balloons. My mama give you the money when I get back. I, I'm not buying your friends, not from Party City. You better go to Dollar Tree, down the corner, around the corner, and on the... But I can't even argue with her because she saw us giving, and we don't just give anything. And if you know her dad, he'll give away the, the kids if I wasn't holding him down. I believe he gives the kids, but he loves his children. But let me give another example. He'll give away. He, he valued the money thing is no object with him. He just want to bless you. He's going to make sure he bless you. Okay, so we teach them by being an example. I don't just tell our kids to be nice to other people. Guess what? They watch us being kind to others. We don't just tell them to support us. They watch us support each other and support them. I was thinking this morning, one of my greatest gifts from God is our kids next to God and my husband again. Last Sunday, Christina was at college, and the first thing that she did when that she found out I was teaching, she said, Mama, I apologize because I couldn't be there to drive you to church. I'm like, girl, you're doing what you got to do. But she said, let me pray. Pray. First thing Tia did when she got in the car with me, pray. I ain't talking about no, nah, 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 lay me down to sleep prayer. I'm talking about real prayer. <laughs> Rexy Jr., whenever we, came, we got in the car this morning for church, the first thing he did, prayed. Nobody have to ask you to pray. pray. I'm not talking about real prayer. I'm not talking about this, you know, please bless me, Lord, bless me, Lord, please bless me, Lord. No, I'm talking about prayers that can reach heaven. Whenever I'm growing through something and I'm not feeling, you know, the way I would like to feel, the first thing that I'll do, I'll tell one of my kids, lay hands on me. And they'll pray. That's why it's so important to train them in the ways of God. Because now that whenever I need to be poured back into, guess what? They can do it. And I, I got confidence in the prayers that they pray. Train them how to pray. Don't come in here talking about if it's your will. You know the word, the will, the will of God. Don't, if it's your will, heal my mom. No, the word of God is his will. They pray the word and seal it in Jesus' name. So if you're not trained in, in this, if you don't know how to do this, then guess what? How can I expect for you to do it? Matter of fact, teach them how to pray for themselves the way the world is going now. <laughs> you ain't got time to call back for mama. Christina called me. Why do I keep talking about her? I'm going to talk about somebody else in a minute because this is the one that do all the, between her and Bree this morning, they got the whole show. But anyway, she called me, mama. I was like, what's going on? God spoke to me. I know how you feel now, mama, because I was in it. She going to, I was like, and I got it. I knew you was going to gasp. I knew you was going to get excited, mama. Let me tell you what he told me. But everything she said he told her, I had already pretty much so shared it with her. But what blessed me was, and I did, I said, Lord, I thank you. I turned around and sowed a seed on. I said that you, you're learning because, see, mama and daddy is not going to be there all the time. But I know the one that will. And as long as he can get a message to you, I don't have to worry about nothing happening through you. And I said, always honor God first and the God in your parents. I don't know who needs to hear this. The God that's in your parents, your spiritual parents, it shouldn't be where nobody can speak into your life. You still want to do something silly just to prove that you can do what you want to. I don't know why I had to go here. Foolishness. I tell our kids when you become 90, 
always honor the God in, in us. God and then the God in us that if we tell you something, boo, we love you. We can see things that maybe you can't see or you can't see it from the angle that I can see it from. I got to have him and everybody can see it but you. You got in the bed, you lost your head. He got in your ear, you can't hear clear. She got in your ear, you can't hear clear. It's true. You tied up, wrapped up, and tangled up in him or her. And it's easy to get in there, but it's not always easy to get out. And sometimes you can't get out unless you lose your life. That's how serious it can be. No, who need to hear that? But anyway, we teach them by being an example. Let me keep going. H, I got to go quick because we got about 10 minutes. Hold on, let me go to the verse. I'm sorry. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You should what? Teach them what? Diligently to your children, right? The word, right? And shall talk of them when what? You sit, not talking about other people. See, if you're talking about your pastors in your church to your children and they hear you, well, I ain't talking to them. If you're talking to whoever about your church and your pastor. Trin is one of my best friends. She loved me. Now, if everybody else leave, I think these three and her might stay. <laughs> and a lie, there go my other son. He said, don't count me out, Pastor. I'm over here. That's my boy. Hold it down. Why? Because they've seen their parents honor. And they hear their parents talking great of us. Eugene, I, my son, I miss my son. That was my real son. I done whooped him so many times. I done whooped y'all dad, talked about him like everything but a child of God. And he my real son. That was a real covenant relationship. And he come running on back, Pastor, what you need me to do? Then he'll turn around and throw a good seed on me after he get a good whipping. That, that man, he get a check. Pastor, I got $9,535.54 yesterday. I'm finna bring you some money. I'm like, Eugene, you don't have to tell me. All the money, and most folks wouldn't dare tell their pastor. When you went, what? I wouldn't dare tell my pastor how much money I got because I'm not fit to give you but $50. And then you're going to be trying to wonder why I didn't give you more. You're going to be asking me for some. See, that's the mentality most people. See, when you've been trained like that, they'll never have a problem with giving. Of course, where Tisha, she do the same. Their mother, she's a giver. But they've been trained and taught how to give, so they won't have to. Ever be broke. Never worry about that. But it says, but you should talk of them when you sit in your house and when you what? Walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. In other words, it should be a top priority in your home. Do you pray with your children? The way this world going now, y'all, we won't make it without God. They're going to have to know how to pray. They're going to need to hear from Holy Spirit. So when the bomb getting ready to drop down at the school, the Holy Ghost told them, don't, don't you go to class today. You just stay in the bed. They might not even know why. Or the Holy Ghost will say, listen, don't go in that building. Or, or either the building they're in, the Holy Ghost will say, you get up and go out. That's the kind of stuff that they need to know and know how to hear. Okay, let's go to the next letter, Tamara. We almost done. H, help develop their God-given gifts and talents. Yeah, the parent helped develop it. Tia, got to shift, shift people now. She likes to draw. She, she loves to draw. She loves to draw. And I, don't, I can't tell you how much money I done spent in Michael's. Lord knows. I, I ain't going to include what her daddy did. I'm talking about me, okay? It's Mother's Day. I'm talking about Tracy Reed. <laughs> but I do it on purpose because I'm helping her develop her gifts. If that means that I'm going to sow a little extra seed towards you being trained, then I'm helping you develop your gift. 
not talking about you. Why are you trying to do it? What kind of money are you going to make doing that? What kind of career? You know, and even Christina tell me a lot of times in, in her major, a lot of the kids were saying that their parents didn't want them to major in, in, in that because what degree you, what you going to do with that degree? You got an acting degree, a theater degree. What you going to do with it? See, but when you're in the kingdom, God will have you to own the whole company. That, 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 that's why it's important to develop them in their God-given talents and, and what he's given them. Every person that's come into this world, you were born on purpose for a specific purpose. And yet, let me give you a nugget. It's something you usually enjoy doing. I was thinking I've been counseling people since I was a child, trying to help the people, Lord. They didn't want to hear it. Still, well, in pray, praise the Lord. When I was in the fifth grade, I was on what they call Small Fry News back in Alabama. And it was WKRG. They had uh, the kids from the elementary school, and they would do like a little news, mock news thing. And, and I was in the fifth grade, and I was the reader, and I was like, I'm going to be a news anchor. I'm going to tell people the good news. And it stuck with me. Went to college, graduated in broadcasting communication. I've always liked this because I felt like people needed to hear the good news. But when I came into the kingdom... Thank you, Lord. God said, listen, you was on the right path, <laughs> but I just need to refocus it. Now I'm telling people the good news about Jesus. So whatever it is that that child is called to do, it's in there. But a parent, a kingdom parent, a kingdom mother will learn how to pull it out and develop it. Let me go over here. And each child have a different assignment. So stop treating every child the same. I can't do it. Each one of them have different needs. And I have to deal with them accordingly. Just like with us, each one of us in the kingdom, we're all unique. God have a unique path for your life. So stop trying to put it in a cookie cutter platter. Well, everybody in our family, they teachers. That's the problem. That's why they frustrated. Because God didn't call me to be that. Let me, let me go over here. We're talking about a kingdom parent. We got to hurry up and go. What's the scripture, Tamara? Ephesians 4 and 8. Therefore, he says, when he led, when he what? Ascended on high, he led captivity and gave what? Gifts. So everybody got a gift. We're not talking about your, just your spiritual gifts. You got spiritual gifts, but there is something on the inside of you that God created you to do. Next letter, because so we got to bring it on in. E, encourage them as their biggest cheerleader. Wow, you are the salt of the earth. And I've hit on this early, and I'll say it again. I'm their biggest cheerleaders. They'll tell you. Tia will tell you. Rex will tell you. I'm their biggest cheerleader. Nobody will out-cheer me, but probably their dad. And it's neck to neck on that. We both cheered them, but I'm talking about me today. I'm their biggest cheerleaders. Christina's the only one on social media now that I can see. Nobody's going to tell my baby that, that she's beautiful and I don't come behind you. Ain't nobody going to. Gonna, gonna love nothing on her page, and Tracy Riggs don't love it. I'm gonna support you. Now there are some things I can't support. You don't support me. I, I can't support that because uh, you, you, nothing to do with King. Nothing to do. You, you all the way out there, and so I can't put my signature on that to let, make you think that I'm in agreement with it. I just can't, and I'm not putting you down because God loves you, but I can't support that. You're on there and smoke coming all around your face and eyes, and you look like you <laughs> on another level. I can't love that. I just, I can't, because I can't put my signature on that. To, to, yeah. No, who that was for. But let's go to the scripture. You are the salt of the earth. 
But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is being good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. So what are you saying? Tell your children you are the salt of the earth. If you're a kingdom child, you shouldn't be doing like everybody else. And I don't mean you got to be a nerd. But you should have to, you know, prove. And, and what I've learned with a lot of the kids that I've seen that come through here, it's like when you get to a certain age, it's a trick of the enemy to make you feel like you got to prove to the world you like them. You don't have to prove to them that you like them. You can be, you can be classy and not be trashy. You can have fun and not have to take your clothes off, as they say, to have a good time. You don't have to get your head bad, as we used to say back in the day, to enjoy the party. So then now the world is lost, and they're looking for you because you claiming Jesus got the tattoo on your arm, tag on your car, stick on your car. They're looking for you to have an They want They want to see some salt. They tired of bland food. <laughs> but if our kids haven't been trained like this, well, you saying your children are perfect. See how, see how the mind go? We're being perfected day by day. I pray over them every day. Every day. That, they'll, that, that, that the values that we are teaching will stay in there because that's what the words say, right? So let's go to the next letter, Tamara. We got to go in. Got to take it on in. Okay, R. And before I say R, let me say this. I heard Holy Spirit saying this about encouraging them. The opposite of encourage is discourage. I, I just heard Holy Ghost saying this, and I'm, you can leave it up there because I'm getting ready to close. Don't discourage your child. I've always told my mom this. My mom has such a big impact in my life that if she, if everybody else said I look good and mama said it didn't look good, it would make me just, oh my God, it would just kill the whole thing. Let me talk to the mothers. Most mothers, we have a big influence over our kids. Everything come to our head. It don't have to be said. And I don't want the enemy to ever use me again. Notice I said again, because I've been guilty of this in my past when I didn't know any better. Katrina, to use my mouth to hurt or harm those I say I love as a weapon. No. Mm -mm. Bitter and sweet can't come out the same. I, they'll never hear me putting them down or saying anything to discourage them. If you want to do that, guess what? The sky is not the limit, son, because there's been footprints on the moon. If you can see it, you can be it. The only limitation is your imagination. I will never tell our kids, uh, what, you want to do what? You're not smart enough to do that. Really? You are enough. I'm talking about kingdom parents, a kingdom mother, to do whatever God has placed in your heart. You can do it. With man, it might be impossible. But with God, man. And I'm going to back you up. Me and your daddy, if you don't have anybody else, me and Pastor Rex, we in here. And don't let other people speak negative over your children. No, who need to hear this? Don't let other people discourage them. <laughs> I don't care if he is living like the devil. He's my child. And you're not going to speak it over him. And if you start talking crazy, these three, well, let me, you got to worry about us. <laughs> We're not going in any environment that's toxic. You, a fish can't survive in a dirty tank. In a dirty tank, what make you think your child going to thrive in that environment that you couldn't make it out of? 
There are parents, you know your environment that you came from. Why would you leave your child over there? Well, I keep, no, you ain't keep, no, 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 not these three. I believe God. You're not keeping them. No, you're not. And you don't have to say it. If they did it to you, it's a habit. Not a generational curse. It's generational habit. You cussed me out when I was 12. And I had to get over my low self-esteem because of your mouth. You're not going to damage them. You're not going to get that opportunity. I don't know who this is for. I'm not talking about me. Oh, what happened to it? Don't worry about that. I overcame whatever I've been through and still overcoming it because I decided the book stopped here. Oh, I, I don't want to say that, God, but somebody's listening. You know the molestation that run through your family. So why would you let Papa keep your baby? I don't care what I had to do. Fire me from the job. Look at my face. Because my baby's life is more important than any money you could pay me. And we're not going to act like nothing is going on. People grow up damaged. Need Jesus. And a whole lot of therapy. And the ball is in your court and now you're going to repeat that mess. Do you know there are spirits that try to follow families? Your grandma was raped. You got raped. This is not putting anybody down. <laughs> but when you learn better, as my dad used to say, I want to do better. So maybe my family had a habit of letting us do things because they, you know, didn't know any better. But now that I've learned, you, you can't do that. I don't let you because you're 15 years old look like you're a grown woman. And wondering what kind of spirits. No, it's not her fault she got raped. But when they hanging out like that, he felt like, hey. I don't know. I don't like teaching like this. That's why I go on live. I know some people. It's just the truth. And I'm looking now at these young girls, what, what the mothers are doing. You got five-year-olds. Bree, I could talk to you, my, my daughter. They look like they, they're 16. Even with some of this prom stuff I'm looking at. Well, that's religion. No, this is just truth. She's going to the prom, everything but a nipple. And you're wondering, I mean, the boy looking, because I'm looking. He, he can't, he, his hormones acting up. Well, you saying this, and the boy that I have on a three-piece suit. You looking like little Richard. And then she's sitting up there, seriously. I mean, everything but the nipple, and then all this, they think the more that it's showing that, but you, what you don't know, you're setting them up for something they can't handle. We were at bike week, and my husband and I, we were sitting out there, you know, we had got off, we was, you know, got off our motorcycle, and we were sitting out, and I saw this about six little girls, when I say little, you could tell they were teenagers, 16, 17, looked like they were about 18. So I guess they wanted to get a biker. So they ride, I mean, cheeks. When I say, y'all don't know what Daisy Dukes are, but ask your grandmama when you get home, mom. I mean, the cheeks just, I mean, just everything, the little nipples. I, I was thinking to myself, and I looked at my husband, and I said this, and I said, you can pay Christina Tia to look like that. I, I just don't believe we could, are you trying to say your children too good? No, that's not what I'm saying. Why are you comfortable? Showing it, the world, your whole body. Ask yourself that question. Why am I comfortable 
with the world seeing my body. We're we, we not even going to put the Bible in this. Just have some integrity about you. Because a man that really love you, any man that really love you and want you, I'm talking to my women right now, he, he, don't, want no, he, he don't want the world to, he don't want the world to see his, what y'all say, stuff. See, that's why going live, I have to help the people. He don't want, you want your wife walking around, everybody looking, okay. And they're not going to pick you when the time comes. They will use you, but they're not going to pick you when the time comes. What about the men? I see very few boys nowadays, very few, showing out there, private parts. It's just the girls that seems like they just... Let me give you another nugget. You don't have to stoop that low to get somebody. You don't have to, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do that. You can look just as classy. You know, my daughter, she came out this morning and she said, Mom, I didn't know the skirt was this short when I bought this. I said, listen, as long as I'm not looking at your cheeks, we're okay. So I, I'm the kind of mother, you can, you can look cute. Because if I was 19 and 20, I might have my whole thigh out too if I could still. I, I try when I can get away with it when I'm away from y'all to get on the bike. I put on my Christian days. They Christians. And, and I told my husband, no stomach don't even bother me because when these abs come flat, like they come. So I'm not up here saying you got to look like a nun. Please hear, hear my balance. Y'all got the cutest little fit. Some of y'all, I feel like y'all, y'all, y'all fine, fine. And I'm not even trying to look at women like that. So I'm not telling you, you got to, you know, look like you fixing to go to the, I was going to name a church, but that church on the Mount Zion conference. Over, I, I'm not saying, I want you to look cute. My kids call me a pageant mom. They say I'm a pageant mom. That's what they call me. Because I like the look cute stuff. And I want your hair to look cute. I want you to look, and when you walk in the room, I'll be like, hey, hey. I mean, I'm, I'm gassing you. I, I want you to look cute. I love it. They'll tell you I love this. But what I don't like is when you, you're showing me that something is wrong with your self-esteem, when you feel like you got to show everything you got to get some attention. And you're comfortable. And this is what gets me. The parents of the ones that's proud. You posting it. You just so happy. Somebody looking at your daughter like, and you don't know these predators out. You don't even, let me, let me, anyway, okay. Last one. If you think I'm beating you up, pray for me. But most of all, pray for yourself. We love you. R, I'm sorry, S, last one. Somebody say, stand on God's word with them, demonstrating his unconditional love. Wow. What do you mean, standing on God's word with them? As they're growing up, and when you teach them and lay that foundation, Stand on the word with them, whatever their desires are, whatever God placed in them, James. As your son is growing up and your kid is growing up, you stand on the word with them. Speaking the word over them. If this is what God is calling you to do, if this is what you believe, I'm going to stand with you. I never forget when I got called into ministry. And back in the day, women weren't called to do this stuff, not the church I came out of. They said we weren't called. And I'll never forget, you know, my mama, she really stood with me, okay? And I cracked jokes with her because when I was growing up, she said, I don't like to hear women preaching. They sound like they cry. Stood with me. And I almost missed my calling. That's why I said, a mouth, be careful. But once she got the revelation, she was one of my biggest supporters, biggest cheerleaders with ministry. She always undergirded me. Whenever I would go out to preach, that was mama. But one thing my daddy told me that stood with me, he said, Tracy, he said, I don't understand it, but I know you, that if God called you to do this, I'm behind you. 
He said, if God, if you say God told you to do this, I'm with you. When I moved to Los Angeles, I, I stepped out in faith. God put it in my heart to go. I, I moved, and my daddy got in that car with me. And, and I'm telling you, when I say, I know his ear was wore out because we listened to nothing but, but, but Christian <laughs> ministry word the whole way to lost three days. I know he got out of that car. I was like, please let me hear little B.B. King. Lord, Jesus, what's the? Because I, I flooded his, but he, he, he supported me. And he went to the bank, and I don't know how he did it, and I didn't ask, like most of the kids don't ask us. He gave me money. He said, listen, Tracy, he said, here, you take this. And I didn't have a job and nothing, but he made sure he and my mama, they supported and, and stood with me on what I believe God called me to do. And guess what? It paid off. He got saved through our ministry. <laughs> my mom, I mean, went to be with the Lord through, through this ministry. So I don't know who that was for. You don't know, you don't know what God is calling your child to do. But when you find out, support them and stand on God's word, what? With them, demonstrating his unconditional love. So what do you mean by this? I'm glad you asked me this question. Even if they are off the track, I'm still going to love you. God don't throw you away when you was showing out, living like everything. But, oh, I thank God. He kept me and he loved Tracy when I was out there doing. Damien, I have not always been saved. I have not always been in his word. My kids tease me. Ma, you ain't had no because you tell it too often. You ain't did nothing. I was like, I have done some things. I did not come out saved. I know you. But, but, but see, Daddy, he got a real story. How he get a real story? I don't have one. Because I ain't jumped out the car or nothing. I mean, I mean, you know, I've had, Brie, I done had some keg parties. Yes, I have. You know, I've done some stupid stuff. And I don't want to raise my children natural or spiritual to think that I have been perfect all my life. But thank God I'm being perfected because of his word. And just like God showed me unconditional love, I'm going to show you unconditional love. I, there's nothing our kids could do that will stop me from loving them. And there are some parents because they were raised to be conditional lovers. Kids are broken because now you've thrown them out for their mistakes. What about yours? Praise God. So I'm not going to read this scripture, but if you want to, you can go back to Ephesians 6 through 10. It talks about being strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So raise our kids, mothers, to be strong in the Lord. And what? In the power of his might, showing them God's true agape, unconditional love. Praise God. Give God a shout of praise. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.